Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 o'clock. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Local voters may help determine the future of the former Sitka Community Hospital building. When the Assembly met last night, it voted to put a hospital property sale question on this fall's municipal election ballot. But what's up for consideration, including the sale terms, buyer, and price, still haven't been decided. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. In May, the Sitka Assembly issued a request for proposals seeking competitive bids to purchase or lease the former Sitka Community Hospital building. A committee is now reviewing those proposals and will present the winning bid for Assembly approval at the next regular meeting. According to City Code, the Assembly can vote to sell the hospital property on its own, or it can put it out to an advisory vote of the public. Assemblymember Tor Christensen said it's a chance to get a broader picture of how Sitkins feel about selling the property. You know, it's something that allows us to get everybody's take on it. Honestly, I think if it's a good sale package, if the offer is good enough, I think it'll pass. But I still think we should ask people. According to Planning Director Amy Ainsley, the city received at least one proposal to purchase or lease the building but they have not yet disclosed who the bidders are or what they bid. The Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium expressed interest in purchasing the property last year. Search acquired Sitka Community Hospital two years ago, but the city retained ownership of the building. Search currently leases the building to house long-term care. During public comment, Richard Wien, a medical doctor who previously worked at both Sitka Community Hospital and Search, said a sale shouldn't go on the ballot because it shouldn't be considered at all. The best use is with search, but in the long run, the city needs to keep this land uh, because all good things must come to an end, and it would be nice to continue to own it. While Ween was the sole commenter at Tuesday's meeting, Sitkins have weighed in on the sale on a few occasions. Earlier this year, the city hosted two town halls and issued a survey to gather public input. Overall, around 30 people attended both town halls, most opposed a sale. Of the over 200 Sitkins who responded to the survey, about half of them were in favor of a sale, around 30 percent were opposed, and 20 percent were unsure. Assemblymember Crystal Duncan opposed putting the sale question on the ballot. She expressed concern that an advisory vote would be seen by some as a referendum on the hospital merger in 2019. She also pointed to the surveys and town halls that were part of a public process the Assembly initially chose in lieu of an advisory vote. This has been basically a one-year process where we've gone step by step to ensure that the public was included, to ensure that we are acting in the best interest of residents as far as this asset goes. Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis said that while he was in favor of putting the sale out to voters, Duncan's comments gave him pause. You know, I, I still believe that the vote is the correct thing to do, but do you alienate the other processes we've gone through? Do you invalidate them? Do you, do you make those people feel like they, they haven't, like their time and their input doesn't matter anymore? Ultimately, the Assembly voted 4-2 to two to put the sale out to an advisory vote in the October 5th municipal election, with members Crystal Duncan and Kevin Knox opposed. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose.
A nationwide test of the emergency alert system is scheduled for 10.20 a.m. this morning, Wednesday, August 11th in Alaska. In addition to the conventional test messages delivered over television and radio stations, including KCAW, many people will receive the test on their phones, thanks to a relatively new technology called Wireless Emergency Alerts, or WIA. Whether someone receives a WIA may depend on how new the technology is in their pocket. Jeremy Zydek is with the State Division of Homeland Security. Here in Alaska, we do have a lot of these older systems, especially in our our smaller communities, that are sufficient for the needs of the the population, but they don't um, have that capability to send the, the WIA messages. WIA does work in Sitka, however, as demonstrated in January of 2018, when many were awakened by a loud tone on their phones, accompanied by an emergency message that arrived prior to any other warning, either on radio, TV, or the community's tsunami sirens. At the time, only AT&T customers in Sitka received the message, as GCI didn't join the system until October of that year. Zydek says that WIA is constantly being refined and improved, but it shouldn't be the only thing Alaskans depend on in an emergency. It's one of the ways we warn people, but it's not the only way that people are alerted. So whether it's a a wireless emergency alert, an EAS message, your local government turning on the sirens, or really just the shaking of the ground itself, uh, those are all warning signs that you may have to take some type of action. A national wireless emergency alert system test takes place only once around this time of year and is coordinated through the Federal Communications Commission and the Federal Emergency Management Agency's Integrated Public Alert and Warning System, or IPAWS. But in Alaska, the regional system is activated more often than that. Two weeks ago, there was a huge undersea earthquake near Chignik on the Alaska Peninsula. And so people in Kodiak... uh Uh, in other areas that were able to receive the message through their cell phones did. To receive a wireless emergency alert, obviously, you have to be somewhere with cell service. You also have to configure your iPhone or Android device to receive alerts. You can find a link to a short video on Homeland Security that shows how that's done on our website, kcaw.org. If you don't have cell service and you're hearing this report on the radio now, then you should also hear a traditional emergency alert system test on your radio at 10.20 a.m. this morning. TV viewers should see the alert at the same time. Alaska law requires that state and local enforcement agencies collect DNA samples from all people charged with a crime against another person or a felony. But in a lot of cases, that hasn't happened over the past 25 years. Governor Mike Dunleavy announced yesterday that the state will be going back and collecting samples as part of an effort to reduce sexual assaults and other violent crimes. Alaska Public Media and KTOO's Andrew Kitchenman reports. Deputy Attorney General John Skidmore says there are multiple goals in serving the victims of sexual assaults. We want to get the kits processed timely, we want to get back to victims timely, and we want to collect this other DNA to help us solve those crimes. For decades, this hasn't always happened. The state announced for the first time on Tuesday the number of missing samples of DNA, more than 21,000. And this is a problem because, as Skidmore says, 
DNA can provide important evidence. It helps us solve crimes where we didn't otherwise have leads for law enforcement to pursue. The state will start with those who are convicted of a class of felonies that includes violent and sex crimes, a group that's smaller than 600 people. A 1995 law first required the state to collect DNA samples from those convicted of this class of felonies. The law has been amended eight times. Skidmore said the frequent changes have contributed to the gaps. So that's made some challenges in terms of trying to figure out what's supposed to be collected when. The state departments of law, public safety, and corrections are working on the issue, along with local police. Department of Public Safety Commissioner Jim Cockrell says, as of today, law enforcement is collecting DNA from nearly everyone arrested. And his department has started the work to find those whose samples weren't collected in the past. Cockrell says the first priority is to find violent and sex offenders. Government has an obligation to follow the law. And regardless of the many reasons that these DNA collections were missed, we are focused on making our safe state a safer place to live. The Department of Corrections will start by collecting DNA from those already in prison or jail. State probation and parole officers will collect samples from those on supervision. And anyone being booked for crimes covered by the law will have their samples collected. Dunleavy says he wants Alaska to no longer be known for ranking highly in sexual assaults. He says he had to deal with children affected by sexual abuse when he worked as a teacher. I would strongly, strongly uh, say to those that would even contemplate committing crimes of this nature on fellow Alaskans that the uh, days of getting away with it are over. State leaders also announced that the state's building a website where victims of sexual assault will be able to track the status of kits collected from their assaults. Advocates for sexual assault survivors praise the announcement. They include Blaze Bell, a survivor who has worked with the organization's Victims for Justice and Stand Together Against Rape Alaska. This is really a full circle moment for me as a survivor, and I'm incredibly grateful that you are all coming together to help other sexual assault survivors. The state estimates the initiatives announced on Tuesday will cost $2 million. Nearly half of that will come from the budget the legislature already passed, while Dunleavy will ask the legislature to approve spending the rest from federal pandemic recovery funding. In Juneau, I'm Andrew Kitchenman. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. It's currently 55 degrees outside. There is a flood watch in effect from August 12th at 1 p.m. until August 13th at 10 p.m. And the weather today in Sitka, rain likely, mainly after 10 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 59, east wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, becoming south in the afternoon. Tonight, rain likely, cloudy with a low around